Cheers. If you don't know what Weiss is, where have you been? I'm not done with Rosé. Okay, it's been a rough week with, like, how I feel about things. Do we talk about the election now? Or I have a Dr. Dre thing. I'm not taking sides. They're both idiots. You park in my driveway, you might as well have killed my dog. I don't know what that means, but you're going to get it. You got it the wrong way around, honey. You're, you're the, the problem. problem. I'm a detective. I can't trust any of these bitches anymore. Mm-mm. No, it's my butt. Sushi. Mm. She's like a cockroach. She is, but she's only a cockroach in Dubai. I got some gazungas. Cheers. Cheers. Listen, here's the thing. First of all, okay, no, continue. I'm not making this up. Uh, I don't think we can. I don't think we should. Piece of garbage. You're the problem. Uh, Do not sound bite that. I'm married to a Jewish man. This is Wigs and Wax. Well, at least we can get paid in, like, um, friendship and love. Fuck friendship, I have it. Got love, too. Yeah. How about some of that chat? What about exposure? Will you take exposure? Exposure works. No, you need to get paid in money. Oh, okay. Exposure doesn't work. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Is we live? We we's, we's live. This is the first time you haven't told me that we're live. I thought the high gave gave it away. Happy Friday the 13th. So. Have you seen Friday the 13th? Of all the thousand movies you haven't seen? I saw Michael versus Jason. Yeah, then you haven't seen Friday the 13th. No. Friday the 13th, the original, is actually great. Yeah. Oh, and no. I have heard that. I have heard that. I'm telling you that. He's like the brother or something, right? No. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to Wigs and Weiss. It's me, Paul. It's me, Lindsay. Thanks for coming back. Or coming for the first time. That's what she said. Feels like the first time. I want to start off by saying, I want to, if you are a regular listener, I want to take personal responsibility for the sound quality last week. It was my first time editing. I've been taking over editing duties, and I think I fucked with something. And I no, I want to take the responsibility away no, from Paul I, that's because not going to happen. I jacked up some um, some sound. Like I, I was, I was told to like, just like turn it way up. I was like, I want to turn it way up, and then I did, and then it wasn't great. So hopefully things will have worked out this week. But um, we are in a different place, so we don't know exactly our levels. It might be a little echoey too. Right, but you guys, we're listen, we're learning. And if you want it to be better, tell friends Go that listen to somebody else. Produce us. Um, and uh, I also want to make note of um, there was a another editing moment that I think was my fault. Where I was, it was in my flipped wig last week, but I was talking about the read and how much I love it. And as I was saying it, if you were listening, it cut off right when I said when I was. Uh, excited about so what i was excited about was <laughs> if you listen to their year-end episode which is their best of and it's probably two or three episodes ago now but it is worth mentioning so i'm just gonna bring it up one more time if you listen to that episode cut in 38 minutes to it and crystal tells in a hilarious hilarious story about her tv i promise it's worth it otherwise i would not be bringing it up at the top <laughs> of this episode but um it got cut off in last week's episode. So 38 minutes into the best week to the best of episode for the read. And I promise you it's a 15-minute story that will make you pee your pants. So all housekeeping aside, also I knew the music was blasting us out at the end too. Like it was that... a hell of a mess. <laughs> and it's all my fault. <laughs> Listen. But now you're here. I'm here. And we're not gonna dwell on the past. No. And we're gonna move on. And pop our corks. You don't need to do that. That was pretty good. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Yo, Paul, you make me look like a fucking child. Don't come to a gunfight with a knife. Is that it? Don't come to, to a, a kitchen party with Don't a come to a gunfight with a, with a BB gun. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. So, so anyway, let's pop our corks. You start. Okay, so I'm going to start with I'm being followed by the devil. Let me explain. So today is Friday the 13th that we're recording. It'll be released tomorrow. So it's, the, it's Saturday the 14th. Get over it. I think we're fine. <laughs> well, relax. <laughs> the two of you that have scrunched up faces are like, it wasn't the same day. Relax. Um, so I was at work and I haven't been on a set the way that I have been recently in a long time, which is like long hours. You wake up early. 
you're fucking delirious. It's been a long week. I cried because I couldn't fight my can opener last night. Like, it's just been rough stuff. I could be a memoir title. I cried, I cried because I, I couldn't find my can, can opener. Last night. Last night. I think the last night. Last night really <laughs> sells it. Really Absolutely. Oh, girl. It's going to happen. I just have to have more life experience to be more interesting. But, um. Oh, you got plenty, girl. I would read your book. Thank you. I, I would read yours, too. Volume one, too, girl. God, look at this. This is why I have confidence because I have such good friends. <laughs> um, so I was on set. <laughs> this morning, guys, Hollywood Elite. I was on <laughs> set this morning, and um, I had to walk to what's called Base Camp, which is where like the production trailer is. And uh, because we have because we have a budget to have one count them one printers, just one printer. One printers. One printers. <laughs> so we have one printer, and I was a solid half a mile away from said printer. You could jump on a van, but half the time it was faster to walk. So I was walking. I wanted to get my steps in anyway. I got 1500 No, 15000 There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers are hard for me. I got 15000 today. Anyway, so I walked there, printed out my shit, was going to walk back, and I was like, ooh, the sun's out. It's going to be a great day, even though it's Friday the 13th, whatever. I'm walking. There's a transient woman pushing a... That's nice. Thank you. Politically correct. She's a homeless girl. (laughs) (laughs) Pushing her shopping cart, smoking a cigarette down the street. I'm still feeling kind of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I've just got my little smile on, and I'm walking with my computer with my printed-out papers, and I see that she's pushing her shopping cart so I go outside of the meters like on the other side of the meters on the road <laughs> to give her enough room and we're passing and she looks me into my eyes, into my soul to the bottom of my belly and she goes, fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, well alright. <laughs> I guess that settles that. This is going to be the worst day of my life. <laughs> and it wasn't, but it was pretty bad. And it's telling that you lightly spoiled this and put this story on to Facebook today in an update. And a couple people, being me and your husband, immediately went to, what did you do? <laughs> no, it wasn't even my husband. It was a former co-worker. <laughs> there was a former co-worker who was like, what did you do to that homeless lady? <laughs> Which I thought was a great bit. And I remember when, like, things are, you know, like, you have that moment where you're like, I didn't do anything wrong, but is there any way you had a resting bitch face at her? Well, look at my face, Paul. (laughs) That's just my fucking face. It doesn't mean I need to die. It just means that I I need to have a better eyebrow structure. It is excessive to say fucking die. Fucking bitch. Sure. Why not? <laughs> fucking cunt. I can take it. Fucking die. Die is harsh. I've been trying to pencil on my eyebrows in the best way possible. And listen, I'm still going to have resting bitch face. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just my face. It is. Take it or leave it. But don't tell me to die. No. It's like, Paul, I look in the mirror. Look look at my face just like without okay, any me. inflection. Show me. Oh. It's Ooh, chilly. What did I ever do to you? It's chilly. <laughs> look at my best friends. What look at look at it with a slight <laughs> smile. No, that's better. Oh god. <laughs> no, I have a pretty bitchy face. No, that's just my face. No, it's because I know your soul that you I do. don't worry about your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking Shrek, aren't I? Oh my god. So, oh, and then so the devil's out to get me. This was the whole. Um, that could be your country song. Devil's out to get me. Devil's I'm gonna to die tonight or kill you. Don't take that internet. That's a country song. And that's my country song. I'm gonna song. write that country song for Lindsay to sing. <gasps> oh. Ooh, devil's out to get me. If only I sang better than I do. I think you have a beautiful voice. Thank you. So, on my way to, to my, my baby Polly's tonight, first of all, all of the roads were blocked to get here. So maybe the devil thinks that we're doing, no, Jesus thinks we're doing the devil's work, whatever. And then, as I'm finally, like, finding my way to get here, my odometer goes to 666. Fuck that. 
which I, like, it blew my mind. I felt very attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to Paul's, and both of our husbands were here, and I just walked in, and I was like, devil's coming after me. Y'all better hide. Yeah, they said, don't let them in. I slammed that door. And we did. And, we and so chicken curry. So far, we've been good. There's been no devil. But Lindsay did think for a moment that she seems to not know what the exorcist is about because she's like, well, somebody gets she was like, like exorcist. No, wait, I'll explain this because I heard it. She's like, what if I became the devil? And I was like, and everyone was like, what if that happened? And I was like, Lindsay, no one becomes the devil is the devil. And she was like, no, like watch the exorcist. The exorcist. <laughs> I was like, no, that's the devil possessing someone. It's the same fucking it's thing. It's not the same it thing. Is. The devil can take many forms. It's not like you get to become the devil. Nah, brah. I got this. But if, <laughs> if you were to become the devil, I'd no longer be scared of the devil because I'd be like, that basic devil ain't got nothing on me. I don't have any claws. No, I don't have anything. No, you'd be the least scary devil that's Thank ever you. been. You'd be like, Thank you'd you. be like nagging me. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I would though. Oh, God. Okay, you go, boo. Okay, I want to start... Well, I don't know if I... I'm going to start my first one after you start your next... Because you're going to start with the first one on your thing, right? Next. Oh, Because I want to segue off of your first thing that was on your thing. The glurbs. Does this make sense? <laughs> yes. The yeah. glurbs. So, um, let me do one, and then you do that. So, you're starting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm gonna talk about Steve here Harvey. At, here at Wakes of Life, we're super <laughs> organized, and we know exactly what's happening all around us at all times. The thing is, Lindsay and I share an outline that is like a very general outline of what we're gonna talk about. And also, we have things plugged in here that's like five months old. <laughs> I know, and we've there's segments you guys have will never probably hear. Oh, never. But we have them beaten out. But anyway, I want to talk about Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey can fuck off at this point. Go fuck yourself, Steve. Like, I've given Steve Harvey the pass, because I actually do think, as an on-air personality, he is charming and he is funny. We will leave it at that He's at got point. great caps. We are done with Steve Harvey. So, just for some backup on what I have felt about Steve Harvey in the past, Please. he is anti-atheist, which I don't really know where I stand, particularly as a faith-based person. You don't need to know that. We don't need to share that. But I do respect atheists because it's their beliefs, and they can believe whatever they want to believe. In my mind, there's no difference between an atheist and a faith-based person because an atheist has faith in themselves. So, Steve Harvey has come out and said that you cannot have a moral core without knowing God, and that an atheist is not someone that you could ever date as a woman. He also has uh, been on Good Morning America saying that um, a woman uh, wrote like a little like, hey, Steve, you wrote Think Like a Man, Act Like a Woman, or whatever the fuck that book was. And um, that's a horrible title in the first place. But um, she wrote in or spoke in saying that what happens if you are just not interested in a man and like you don't want him to talk to you anymore? And Steve's response was, you can't. Men... Like, that's what happens when you are, like, when a man is into you, he's going to come and he's going to get what he wants. So he loves rape culture, which is also Super great. Super loves it. Um, And then today on his show, he did this little segment about funny, hilarious book titles. And they were mostly, like, romance books and things about, um, like, how to, how, to, how to find a man. And him being the man who has written a book about how to find a man, he's the master of this. So one of the books that came up was called Dating for Under a Dollar, 301 Ideas, and he was like making fun of that, whatever. And then one of them was How to Date a White Woman, a Practical Guide for Asian Men. What? And that is actually very easy to make fun of unto itself. Like, first of all, the book should never be called How to Date a White Woman in the first place, because that's offensive. Right. And that's also like made for Asian men is also kind of hilarious. And it's like, well, there's a lot going on there that's like, we can make fun of. But instead, he said, it took uh, 15 seconds for him to gather himself. That's Steve Harvey's bit. He like stands there and just like breathes and is like, he can peacocks. you believe this? Yes. That's one page, he said. Excuse me, do you like Asian men? No, thank you. And then everyone in the audience laughed, even though they're idiots and don't know what they're laughing at because they voted for Donald Trump. The comedian then offered a sequel, How to Date a Black Woman, A Practical Guide for Asian Men. And he said, same thing, 
You like Asian men? I don't like. I don't even like Chinese food. It don't stay with you no time. I don't eat what I can't pronounce. What? He had a good old laugh at that. Like, and everyone in the audience at this point is now awkwardly laughing. It's like, what, what? are you saying? But essentially what it, the, the group seems to like be agreeing on now, and by the group I mean me, is like, he thinks Asian men are unattractive and that he would never find them attractive. I don't know. But then on top of that, he met with Donald Trump today. I saw that. And so that apparently, on top of all of this, is going to make me just say, go fuck yourself forever. Also, they're perfect for each other. Yes, they are. And they can't actually put a sentence together. And the rumors are that uh, Steve Harvey's going to be paired up with the genius Ben Carson for urban housing and planning. Goodbye, America. First of all, could you not find any Kate, like, you you choose Ben Carson and Steve Harvey as the two people of color in your cabinet? Oh, it's, Omarosa. Don't forget about Omarosa. Oh, I'm sorry. No. You have a reality show contestant. Loser. Loser. You didn't hire her on your bad reality show, but she can work in your cabinet. Go on. You have a game show host. Who hates everybody. Who hates everybody. Who is a, 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 a giant sexist and a bigot unto himself. And you choose Ben Carson, who... Can't string a sentence together. No, like... Actually came out this week and there's a soundbite. And granted, it's pulled out of context on Ridiculous, but he comes out and he was, I think, speaking to Elizabeth Warren and was like talk, trying to defend himself and was like, there's nothing I would ever do for the American people. Or something to that extent. Like, he just comes out. He does not know what he's saying. I the don't. The man is unhinged. I he don't, couldn't arrive on stage during the debates. He could not know his mark to come out and hit his mark. I don't want to be salacious. But it we almost <laughs> seems like Donald Trump is casting a series of fools as his representatives for the black community. One might say gaslighting. One might say One that. One might say that. But... That's anti-American. There are That's plenty of starting. brilliant black Americans that are conservative. I mean, there are a few and far between, but they they would probably fall on his side of politics that he could put in the cabinet. But instead, he chooses the worst of the worst. Like, what is he doing? Well, we'll get to that in our anyway. 60 seconds. Or... Anyway. But fuck off, Steve Harvey. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Okay, so I have a little bit of a, uh, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Not scandalous. Um. Scandalous? Is that the word no, I'm looking for? No, you're saying like, it's not contrary? Controversial. Controversial. Okay, so part of my pop cork is Meryl Street. That's my wine glass hitting the ground. So, I love Meryl. I love what her speech stood for. But the next day, and even the night after it happened, I'm, I'm talking about the Golden Globe speech. <laughs> Low background. BT Dubs. <laughs> talking about the Golden Globe speech, uh, she got the uh, DeMille. Cecil B. DeMille. Cecil B. DeMille. She got the Cecil B. DeMille uh, Lifetime Achievement. Achie- achievement. <laughs> God damn it. It's been a long day. Guys, I'm tired. I'm going to say things like achievement, and you're just going to love me for it. I'm adorable, right? Uh, (laughs) Who doesn't love cheese? That's the morning cheddar. Continue. Thank you. So she gave a very rousing and inspiring speech. Um, But people were, were touting it as a very inclusive, very much like speaking to the people. It wasn't. It was... To me, it only reaffirmed the rights argument of the Hollywood elite. I don't think it helped our argument. I think that, especially her line of, if you take away the arts, you have football and mixed martial arts, and those are not arts. And while I agree with her... I would actually even say, to your point, if that's not an art. I think she like separated MMA at that moment and made it almost like a pun. It was like football... And mixed martial arts, and that's, that's not, not an art. art. So she was actually pretty much pointedly going right at MMA there. And, like, that's not my biggest problem. Like, 
listen, we don't need this to be a nerds against the jocks argument. Mm -hmm. And what she made was a nerds against the jock argument. It's just like, yes, what we do is important. What the arts do are very important. But sport brings people together too. And our biggest problem is that there's a big divide in this country between what the arts stand for and what sports stands for. And I don't think that it, that needs They're to be the case. Exclusive. No. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. I, I, I was actually kind of disapp- like disappointed in that moment. And so you're saying this, it was the day after that you felt this or no, like you felt it during the speech. I, I felt unsettled during the speech. And then as I thought about it more, I realized kind of why I was feeling that way and then I read an article the next day that was just like Meryl Streep delivers an all-inclusive like party uniting speech and she's like no she didn't well who was it that was saying that it must have been Huffington Post or something yeah exactly it was very very left leaning and I was just like she's she's not you can't say that she's like the poster child for bringing the nation together because quite frankly she's the poster child for our party for sure and i actually would say that i don't think she wants to be i think she if you were to ask meryl what was your intent with that she probably would admit i wanted to stand on my own absolutely a little bit i don't I just, think sorry continue. i just think she could have done a better job to speak because we're all multifaceted people mm-hmm And to say that you can be one and not the other, or this is this and this is not this, I don't think it's fair. I think... I think... And I'm glad you're bringing it up because it was... When I watched it, I was like... I actually felt all wholehearted, like, oh my God, this is beautiful. And I got like a little And I get that, yeah. But it was your husband that told me about the MMA line that I missed. And when he said it, I was like, Oh, that does suck actually, because it is an art. And it's, here's someone who is a dear friend that practices this art. And this was unnecessary. This was a, and I will also say like looking at the whole thing. And she says a couple times during the speech, like, Oh, they're telling me to wrap it up. And I always hate when they have to wrap it up. Right. But in this case, this was a lifetime achievement award about your work. Right. You had something there that I believe you were responsible for thanking people. And this is a rare case where I'm like, I think everyone that get up gets up there deserves their moment to, to preach their platform. You owed those people that made your career what it was a little something to in this political Absolutely. speech. Where, and the best way that speech could have been done is had she had gotten up there talked about her career, the people she's worked with. And I, I, I do, I will say, I loved when she went through and said where everyone is from. Absolutely. That, was, that awesome. was great. That was great. And that could have been like, now we're, I mean, it's Monday morning quarterbacking, but if she had talked about her career, launched into where everyone is from, and then succinctly just said what she said about Donald mimicking the reporter, Absolutely. which was brilliant. It would have been a perfect. That could have been all that needed to be said. And I think what you're like, everything that it you just said, felt, that could have pulled it felt, right out. Well, it could have pulled out, and also, like, I know, like, even from my standpoint, I don't want to be like, hey, Trump supporters, we're a family. No. But I also don't want to be divisive. Right. It's, there's no point in pushing away right now. No, there's no point in being, like, inciting more negativity between the parties, especially between, like, celebrities and the working poor. And she herself said violence incites violence exactly and it's like you know that that line and it was one line that i heard like it definitely stuck out as a that was almost like a cheap shot right and it was unnecessary yeah i think what it boils down to is she could have had a better speech writer or even if she did do you think she someone who employs speech writers probably not i think that's what's great about her it was her thoughts. But at that point, if she wanted to... She better run it by somebody. If she, if she wanted to relay such a message, which it was a very strong message, and I think she's a brilliant woman, and she could have pulled it off, but run it either run it by somebody or run it by, like... Lindsay. Me. <laughs> Let's focus on me. Please. I agree. I think, I think I'm glad you brought it up in that way, and it's funny when we were talking about beforehand I was like shouldn't Meryl be in our flip the wigs and you're right like this is something that and there's there's so many parts of it that I agreed like it was it was great and I was inspired and I thought it was wonderful and lovely but 
you gotta like it's not always perfect. And oh it wasn't gosh, perfect. Oh We're perfect. Everything Thank you yeah. say cannot be judged in any way, shape, or form as Listen, irresponsible. I, say, I told C. Harvey to go fuck himself seven times. Anyway. That but that's what we believe. That's our truth. <laughs> speaking of the Golden Globes and speaking about saying things that cannot be refuted. Fences? <laughs> what about it? Hidden fences, you mean? Hidden fences? Hidden fences? <laughs> Twice? I wasn't going into that. Do you want to talk about that? Mm-mm. We, everyone knows. If yeah. you listen to this, you know. Yeah. If you don't, Google go it. Go Google it. Jimmy Fallon fucking sucked. He's so bad. I hate him. The whole production was terrible. <laughs> I don't know why he's a huge success. If he comes back next year... This is like he's not going to. The Golden Globes are my favorite award show of the year. I love it. Is it because everybody gets drunk? Everybody gets drunk, and it's nothing but like awards that people know what they are. Right. Sound effects editing. I'm sorry. I appreciate the work you do. I genuinely do. I don't want to see you give a speech. I want to see what's his name, Tom Hiddleston, get up there and make an ass out of himself. Oh my God. That's what I live for. But I'm not gonna sidebar. Jimmy you mean Fallon. Abs Hiddleston? Anyway, I'm actually I'm, I'm over him at this point. Oh, he's so dumb. He did not save anyone with his TV show, which, by the way, was one of my pop my flipped wigs of 2016 that you will never hear. Was the Night Manager? I loved it that much, and I still was like, dude, shut up. He was. I don't. I don't know what he was trying to do. Anyway, like Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. My God, the Chris Rock impression alone. Don't. Don't. Just don't. And it's not even like necessarily, like, I don't want to lean into like, can we or can we not make, like, do impressions of people that are not our race. I it's know less, he was... it's, it's not a great impression and it wasn't a funny joke. It's not, his jokes are not funny. They're no. stale. They're like, somebody wrote them for him. It's well, they Leno. did. It's Leno. Somebody did write them for him. Yeah. Like, there, there are writers, but the problem with Jimmy is, and his... His blessing and his curse, because the reason he is where he is today is because he does the cheeky thing of like, I'm in this with you audience, like I'm laughing along with you. So every time he does an impression, he's like not fully committing. He's not doing it 100% because he's like laughing along with the audience. He's like winking. Yeah. You know? Like, do you get it? Are you with me? Are you with me? Because I'm not going to commit 100% in case you're not with me. And I, while looking into this, uncovered that in, I think, like, 1990, no, that couldn't have been 1990, in the 2000s at some point, he did his Chris Rock impression on SNL in blackface. No. Yeah. No. Yes, he did. Fuck. So, let's retire the Chris Rock impression. I think Chris would probably agree. Can we not do this And move on. But then also, like, even deeper than that, which, I mean, it really did suck. But the anti-Trump jokes, they were bad, and they were too little too late. You ran your fingers through his fucking hair, and you helped get that man elected. Yeah. And if anybody wants to come for me with that, I will stand by it. There is no way you can argue that Jimmy Fallon on a national platform humanizing that monster did not help get him elected. Absolutely. So fuck off. Don't make fun of him now, and don't try to pretend you're with us. You're not. You helped make that man where he is today. Ooh, I love I'm your fire. Pissed. I love your I'm fire. Pissed. I've never liked the man as a comedian, but this was too much for me. Yeah. And he came on my award show too, literally and figuratively, so I am <laughs> done. We are done with Fallon. No more Fallon. Also, get some fucking gonads, man. Like, have some gonads to deliver your jokes. And write them. And write them. Like, he's just the worst. He's the worst. So... These popped corks have taken us sometimes. I have only a couple more to buzz through if you or me. And I only have one more. Let me buzz through a couple. Of, well, I'll just actually, there's not even that. These aren't that interesting. I think it's kind of funny that Selena Gomez stole the weekend from Bella Hadid. I just, uh, you know, like I just. I don't even care, but I think it's funny. <laughs> I just want there to be a girl squad and there's there not isn't, one. There isn't. That's what makes it so great. She is a snake. Because Bella is, and I read on E! Online that Bella and Selena were never, like, that close. But, but if you, all you need to do is go Selena to Taylor, Taylor to yep. Gigi, Gigi to Bella. It's yeah. close enough. And Selena was like, I don't give a fuck. No, I'm going to make out with your Because that weekend is going to make me a hit single. And yep. I'm, I'm going to get it. I kind of love Selena. Yeah, listen, Selena does what she wants. And I'm not going to falter for it. No, fuck it. 
60 seconds of scorched earth. I have, I have 60 seconds of scorched earth. Let's do it. <laughs> and it's going to be haywire. <laughs> now, do you have 60 seconds? Because, again, this week I will take your 60 seconds. You can take my 60 seconds because here's the thing. I, I know that I have talked about politics a lot. I could not bring myself to watch Trump's um, speech. I did watch Obama's, um, which we'll talk about later, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do well, Trump's speech. you know what? In I'm this sorry. case, this actually might be a survival method for us is only one of us has to do the dirty work. I think that might have to be the case. And this week I did it. Okay. Let's do it, Polly. So will you start the timer? I'm yeah. going to take two minutes. Me. All right. And this, honestly, you guys, I know last week I did like a monologue that I was actually very proud of. Even listening back, I was like, oh, I got it. I was articulate. Oh, you killed it. I knew exactly what I was saying. This week, do not expect the same because that press conference was fucking garbage. All I'm right. not starting again. That's no. Not my two, that doesn't count my two minutes. No. Okay. So I gotta. Oh shit. I'm it's trying okay. to. No, I, I got. I got. It. Anyway. Okay. Oh no, that's two hours. Two zero hours. No, stop. Two, three, two minutes. You're really gonna have to cut me off because I will go over. So okay. okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. We're Let's, going. I'm just gonna start here. These are these are a, a, a series of statements that were said m- multiple times throughout this whole press conference. Way, way behind. Many, many. Big, big. Over a period of time. Perhaps. Even better. A beautiful thing. And other things. Incredible people. Tremendous things. I will be a great jobs producer that God ever created. We need a little bit of luck. We will do a real job. Lot, lot, lot. Oh my God. So many promises. He's going to ensure that no veteran ever gets terminal cancer because of wait times ever again. Top of the line. My own sister works for the VA. It's not the doctor's problems. It is not the even the people above her. It's not their problems. It's not the veterans' problems. So don't think that you have a magic bullet that's going to solve everything. Fuck you. We had many witnesses in that meeting, many of them with us. That was regarding the meeting that he said he was not allowed to talk about. He's just coming out and being like, oh, there's people that were there too, many of them with us. What does that mean? He also said crap in a news conference. The, pre- the president-elect said crap in a news conference. He also said the sentence that the um, accusations against him should have never entered paper. You can't enter paper. That's not possible. <laughs> you can't enter paper. Pa- entering paper is not a thing. Um, so he also said at one point, we lost 22 million names and everything else that was hacked recently. Uh, 22 million names, I had to look it up. I think the only thing he's talking about is George Bush's 22 million emails. Uh, it wasn't 22 million names, it was emails. And what are you even talking about? He also said, we have much hacking going on. Yes, we oh know. Oh my God, um, much hacking. <laughs> every issue comes down to the superhero team he's combined to stop all the bad things. That's his answer to everything. There's just like these people that are just going to fix everything. But like, he, there's no plan. And the hacking was bad and it shouldn't be done. And then he's still talking about Hillary Clinton. At some point, is someone going to tell Donald Trump that he beat Hillary Clinton? So, like, it's over. Now you can just do what you need to do. How much time do I have? Seven, six. Six seconds? Five. Oh. Four. Um, fighting three, ISIS is number one trick. Two. One. Zero. Sorry, I got distracted. He also said that the Miss Universe contest did very, very well in the Russia area. I hate him so much. <laughs> he's he's literally the worst. He's so terrible, you guys. What? And he hasn't even got in there yet. So <laughs> he's not even there yet. It's gonna be get so much worse. Um, but I, as you know, like to troll people. <laughs> And uh, something that I just want to like tag on to this little bit of 60 seconds is that I, I trolled an article. It was about the Women's March in L.A. There should be no trolls there. It's just women being like, hey, we're going to go march because you're trying to take over our uteruses. I guess that is a rife place for trolls. Yeah. But um, so you have to know that they're oh, like for sure. fucking assholes. What I found in my character study of trolling these trolls is that they think that 3 million illegal immigrants voted against um, Donald Trump. They're thinking about the 3 million that voted for it, like, lost, that won the popular vote. Exactly. Oh, my God. They're being told that 3 million illegal immigrants voted. And do you know where they get that, 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 um, that, that fact from? Twitter. There was one guy 
that posted on Twitter, there's there's no backing it. There's no facts. There's not a single fact or study that says that this happened. It was a guy that said, believe me, in the same Trump fashion, three million illegal immigrants voted. All it, all it requires now is that there's a number that people hear over and over and over again, and then apparently you can attribute it to anything. Yeah, Donald it's fine. Trump himself, as I just mentioned, took the 22 million George Bush emails and turned it into 22 million people. Yeah. So this guy took three million voters that voted for Hillary the person Clinton. who should have won the presidency and turned it into illegal three million Ill- illegal immigrants that what? Voted for Hillary Clinton. That's why there was the deficit for Donald Trump. And then when I said the that- The deficit? That's the thing. He won. Like, what are you talking? What are you killing? Also, uh, this same guy was like, what, do you want to have Bill Clinton running around the White House because he's such a sexual predator? And I said, "Uh, there are plenty more women that have come out against Donald Trump than they have Bill Clinton. And he said, you're making that up. There are no women that came out against Donald Trump. So I linked a couple of articles and I sent it back to him. Never heard back from that guy. So who knows? <laughs> I love that you're going after these people. You have to go after them. Well, here's the thing: like they, they have like. And listen, I know that the left has fake news too. Like we have inflated. But I don't like honest. No, like let's stop playing. Like at this point, let's stop playing what we do wrong too, just for tonight. Yeah. Okay. These Fuck it. these fucktards do not know what they're talking about, <laughs> and to say that. The reason that Donald Trump lost the popular vote was because exactly 3 million illegal immigrants voted against him. Honey child, that is so misdirected. And you can't think for a second that you need to have some critical thinking. Like, come on. No. You're better than that. You should no, be better than that. they're not better than that. But that's what they do. Um, this has been heated and fiery. So... Let's for a moment make it more ratchet and <laughs> push it up. Um, I uh, we actually let's take a moment to breathe to say that um, we're doing a movie club, a book club next oh, week. Oh yes, yes, yes. Book club time. And so uh, you guys should, if you can and you have time this week, watch on Netflix My Online Bride. It's uh, 45 minutes, so it's It's a such an easy, little, delightful dish. It's just, it's just, it would take just as long as, like, your episode of... Wigs um, and Weiss. Wigs and Weiss, or something <laughs> but, that you're not listening to at this moment. Um, Life with Us. What's that movie? What's that new show called? I'm totally blanking on This Is Us. This Is Us. <laughs> you love that show. I thought you I loved that love show. I don't love it. I don't love it. I thought you did. No, I'm tolerating it for now. We stand on the same thing where it's like it cannot sustain. No, it's not going to. But anyway, getting back to My Online Bride, it's 45 minutes. It's a lot of fun. It's very funny. And we'll be talking about it for the whole episode next week. So if you want to listen next week, you should watch it. Um, And we have some, we have a lot to say on it. So come on, listen to it and watch it. I would say I don't need to do my thing there and we can do um, the reality check and then move to flipping our wigs if you are. I love that. Okay, so let's that we both have a reality check. We do. So you guys ready for a reality? Jack. Okay. You start. I start. Yeah. It's more exciting. Yeah, you actually. Mine is very quick. Mine is that um, I know but I don't and I'm tired of that accusation I am a selective Real Housewives watcher I'm a connoisseur of the Real Housewives only when it's great the Real Housewives of New York aside which I will watch until they rot in their own (laughs) graves which may be they might outlive me at this point but Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has always been one that's been a little bit tricky for me because they come back with their agendas more than anybody. Like, everyone starts a season with, like, I'm perfect, I'm perfect, I'm perfect, and it starts very boring. Well, there's a new Real Housewife of Beverly Hills this season that Uh-oh. I happened to just watch a couple episodes and notice, like, ah, all right, I'm back in. Her name's Dorit. No, it's not her name. <laughs> she has a fake accent. Where's she from? 
she not from anywhere on overseas. She from here, but she married a Brit. And so now she thinks, and even her Real Housewife intro is like, when you've traveled the world, you can have any accent you want. So she Stop. like knows no, that her accent no. is fucking No, you can't, you can't, you can't, Dorit. I'm I, sorry. You need to see some of the things this bitch says because she thinks she's, she thinks she's got an accent that's real and she does not. And on top of that, like the show needed a shitster. Last season, we were blessed with Erica Jane, who is probably already in my top five housewives of all time. Isn't it cute how Paul acts like he doesn't watch the Beverly Hills? Why can't it just be my joy? I just want to call you out because you try to say that you don't. I you don't, do. You don't understand the difference. You don't understand how many Real Housewives there are. I do. No, I don't. understand. But I don't watch them all. You think I watch them all. That's the only thing I'm saying I don't do. First fight. First fight. Anyway, this season... I can already tell is getting real heated and it's maybe back to its place again. And I, uh, I'm just excited that maybe I have a real housewife back in my life and I'm excited for you. It's great because I don't have a friend that I host podcasts with anymore. So continue. <laughs> anyway, so have you guys heard of uh, there's this? Here she comes. <laughs> Here's the pot. Calling me black. There's not so many places that I can find this one. Have you guys heard about The Bachelor? <laughs> so crazy, this new show called The Bachelor? I don't know. You heard of it? I've heard of it. So, I started watching The Bachelor last week. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and I, I, I have seen some clips. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. There is, okay. So there's Corinne, who is this crazy fucking bitch from Miami, who still has a nanny, and she wants to bring the nanny everywhere she goes, because the nanny makes her lunch and shit. Wait, I don't understand. She has a nanny that's her own nanny? She's a full-grown fucking woman. No, no, no. I don't believe Who now runs her, quote-unquote, her her dad's multi-million corporation. She runs it, according to her, but her nanny still peels her apples. She, as a woman, has a nanny that watches her. Yes. This is a thing. This is a thing that happens. So then, but there's also this lady. Okay, wait. There are two ladies that stay on my mind. So there's Shark Lady. See that glee in your eyes? Shut up. That's what this this is. is. It's the same thing. This is different. (laughs) (laughs) So there's Shark Lady. Who she thinks she's in a dolphin dolphin uniform or dolphin costume, but she's a shark because she has gills, but she doesn't get it because she's so fucking drunk. But I love her. We <laughs> Is are... she still on? Yes. Does she wear this this shark outfit? No, the whole no, time? no. She stopped after the first one, and the second one she brought cupcakes out because she was celebrating the birthday of her tits. <laughs> I love her. I love her so That's much. Clever. Clever. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She has not made out with him yet. I love her. Corinne, go fuck yourself. We know what you're in for. You're, you want to be the bachelorette. Okay. And then there's Liz. She's the one who... Slept with him before. Right. Yeah. I saw this. So the first episode, I was like, well, she's just like maybe trying to reconnect with him second episode it's so clear that she just wants to be on the show like there's nothing about like reconnecting she's like so she has slept with him in the past yeah she slept with him at one wedding jade and tanner's wedding does he recognize her when she comes in vaguely but he couldn't yeah it's not great no i'm not it's not a judgment on the show it's a judgment on her as a person so they meet and she doesn't and him as a fucking yeah But I actually, I actually think that after it's said and done, it's more on her. Oh, that's depressing. He asked for her number after they hooked up. She said no because she was getting out of something. So she didn't want anything to do with him. Then she decides that to reconnect with him, she gets on the fucking bachelor. No. Don't you still have his number? (laughs) She... She was the she was the bridesmaid to a friend's wedding that he was a groomsman. Like she could totally reconnect with them. That is really depressing. And also, like, good on you, producers, for finding a way. Because, like, right? man, is that like? You want to hear the worst part? No, I thought you had already told me that. 
this is personal. So I posted Shark Girl 2020 to be like, she's going to run for president. I'm clever on Twitter. And then a friend of mine said back, when I was watching, when I saw Liz, I thought of you, not as personality, but in looks. Liz was the crazy one. And I wrote back and I was just like, well, thank God it was just fucking looks and not personality because I wanted to fucking kill her by the end. So anyway, I'm crazy. Y'all know that, I guess, right? <laughs> Shit. I know. Paul. You're not that person. Thank you. Fuck that bitch. We have meaty arms. I think that's what it is. We have meaty arms. I've got some delts and some tries and all that stuff that you don't know where they come people from. People have been coming for you on social media. And granted, you come for some people on social media, so there may be some it karmic retribution. Joy. Okay, well, just bear in mind, between know, this and the story. I know, I can handle uh, it. You can handle it, but man, you get some aggro, aggro stuff. It's also because I have big arms. I don't think you have big arms. I do. Um, well, I still have my dog walker story, which is going to come next week. It's going to be the story that comes. <laughs> Not when, next week, guys, it's next week's book story. Oh, that's right. Book story. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come soon enough. And when it comes, I promise it'll feel good. That's what he said. Um, so let's, that's flip, definitely what he said. let's flip our wigs. <laughs> Do you want to start? I just pee so bad. Now I'm you. Okay, you go pee. You're going to be okay? Why don't we pause it? <laughs> can we? We can do that. Are, are you sure it's not going to like delete something? I no, I don't know. <laughs> I, can, I can get through it. I can get through it. Let's just keep going. Let's just flip our wigs. Okay. Do you want to start? I think you should start. Okay. So I stopped listening because I couldn't handle it. And then I was like, you know, I got to do it. Obama's farewell speech. We all know we're not going to experience that eloquence again for a while. Um, and I just have to say, he showed such a, so much class and uh, his love for his wife and his children and his country. Just, I don't know, it, it made me happy, it made me hopeful because... He won in a landslide as a president, and he didn't get as much done because I I think that he was blocked in a lot of ways, and maybe why we're seeing this the Trump surge was because he was blocked in in um, Congress and everything. But uh, I will say that he had a lot of dig dignity, and that was never something that was misplaced in no. his presiden presidency. And I would weigh into that. I think it, he was blocked many times, gun control being the, the biggest standout for me. That Like, I cannot believe what happened during his presidency that he was not able to use as collateral against why. And it just shows the power of the gun lobby and the NRA. But um, that aside, when he ran through, if I had told you I was going to do this and this and this and this you would have told me and even in that like moment i was ready for him to be like you would have been like you're crazy or right. like you're like something bombastic and even then he was humble he's like you would have thought you would have said that's too much barack <laughs> like even then he's being humble right. with the stuff that he's done he's still he still has humility we're here we have another president-elect and i know we're flipping our race we have a president-elect who is promising everything in the world that he can't deliver with such bombastic insanity. And here's a man who delivered, now granted, the people that don't like Obama hate everything that he's delivered, but for us who believe in goodness and kindness, um, we're thrilled and we're happy to have marriage. Um, we're happy to have health care for the time being. Um, yeah, just wait for it. We're happy to have known this incredible man and to have been able to just see him on a regular basis and be, you know, and to know that he was in that chair. And I think back to like, I feel like a lot of people have said like, oh, you know, George Bush wasn't that bad comparatively to Trump and whatever. 
But I remember even with the Trump presidency, not the Trump presidency, Bush, the Bush presidency, <clears throat> that I was like, wow, I don't think I recognized enough at the time how great it was to have Bill Clinton as a president. Because for eight Absolutely. years, I didn't worry about a fucking thing. And for eight years with Bush, I remember being worried yeah. often. And that was Bush. So for everyone saying like Bush wasn't so bad, don't forget he was still terrible. And here is another course of at least four years where it's not going to be great. To me, Trump feels very insidious. And I can't say that I know for sure because I haven't experienced it yet, but it feels like he's coming in with a plan to dismantle things for poor and less privileged Americans that they don't know is the what, ones who voted for him. So. Exactly. What's going to come. And isn't it worth, even if you, for whatever, and this is, I am speaking to no one, but we don't know anything about the Affordable Care Plan yet. We don't. Because they have nothing we in have, place. We don't have enough time to assess what this is to dismantle it yet and present something new. Ryan, fuck you. You don't have a plan. No. You have at best Trump's plan, which is no plan. There's no plan. You don't have a plan. You are a puppet. You are a puppet fucking idiot of a man. You do not have a plan. So for you to just dive in and dismantle something before you have another thing, like, how about this? How about for the very least, you just present something, and if it's great, you put it in action, and you dismantle what is in place once you have that shit. Would that be so terrible? Here is a plan that's in effect, and it is for, like, but they just, they're, this is, I'm speaking to no one. I'm speaking to plenty of people that just want to win party politics, and it's useless. Well, the thing is, like, if you want to take the Affordable Care Act out of, out of, like, commission, basically, why, tell me why... Children cannot stay on their parents' plan until 26. Tell me why people with pre-existing conditions cannot be covered. Tell me those two things. Those are the two you know biggest why? things. I'll tell you why. Because they are politicians that are secured for life with plans. That's why. Yeah. They don't know what it's like to be freelance. They don't know what it's like to stand out and have to like worry about whether or not you might not have health care in six months. They will never know that because they sit on fucking comfortable wooden chairs that are secured for them for as long as they like need. I, and they have healthcare forever. A huge part of me is just like have a have a daughter, have a son, have a brother that is a freelance journalist for any like a number of productions, you publications, you make enough money to get by and put savings by, but you have you have what was always told to me growing up was catastrophe insurance. You get catastrophe insurance because if anything terrible happens, you're going to be okay. No, that's not the fucking case. We're We're supposed to be flipping our ways. I know, I know. Here's how, I'm going to change it. I'm going to give you your new favorite candy. I was wondering where this went. I was wondering where it went. I saw you post it. Okay. It's the most expensive candy ever. It's at this little sweet shop down the street from us, and they sell all varieties of Swedish candies. And you know how I feel about Swedish fish. If you've listened to the podcast, you also know. So I went, it's down the street from us, and I went and... That looks like a Swedish fish Just wait. So I went, and I you can make like a bag of all your favorite candies That's there. my favorite And they have these crazy do. licorice. Like, it is the... It's like, um... What's the candy store that was popular for a long time? See? No, not No, C's. no. Like, you could go in and I mix here. There's one that used to be at the mall. Yeah. I don't know, but okay. I know you're talking you, about. Everyone knows. You'll text me. Um, but it's, like, the high-class version of it because these Swedish candies are so delicious. And I made a whole bag of stuff, and there was one candy that I was like, this is my favorite one. And not to brag, but when I went back to, like, get another bag just full of those candies... Found out they're called, I'm going to mispronounce it, but Halon Batar. Sounds pretty good. And the description is, the classic raspberry boat, Sweden's number one favorite. <gasps> Ooh. If you like Swedish fish, I'm so happy for you right now. I can't wait to hear Just tell everybody what you feel while you're tasting it. Okay. 
I'm not gonna smack. Hold on. You you just eat it and then. It's delicious. Isn't it delicious? It's delicious. I don't want to smack it because I hate that. It's like no, I don't want. I want you to tell me what you think. No, it's like what I want Sour Patch Kids to be. Um, it's like it's like. Give me another something. It's like the perfect Sour Patch or, or Swedish Fish. I like the outside. It's, yeah. It's like a little bit like a like a denser outside. Yeah. And then when you get into it, it's so soft. But also so chewy, which I like. Isn't it delicious? Yeah. The I'm Swedes, happy. they know how to do candy. So if you live in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> Our podcast is now going to be called Los Angeles. The store is called Soccer Bit. Sponsor us. Sweet and Swedish. It's a so very good. expensive. This bag cost me like six dollars. It's fine. They're so good though. I'm gonna go and spend at least fourteen dollars. Yeah. Go there and get yourself some whatever. Treat I yourself. Okay, so we did I don't know. I, I got lost because I started. Oh, you're on we're still you're on do you have your Is it me still? It's your Wait. I did that was you. That was me. Okay. So, <laughs> last year, I read The Handmaid's Tale, which was by... Um, just last year, it was by somebody. Now, this year. It uh, it's like, uh, Handmaid's Tale. I'm trying to think of... No, shit. Dr. Seuss. No, it's it's a Canadian... Stephen King. Here it is. Okay. Margaret... Marsha Cross. No, I'm gonna... I'm not even looking. Margaret Atwood... Margaret... Margaret, I, no, I did it. Margaret Atwood. Marsha I was Cross. right. Marsha okay. Cross. So, um, <laughs> pretty much. I read that book and I was like, well, shit, this isn't so far off because it was all about like some women can't have babies and we're in a state of people watching us all the time. Um, <laughs> Those are the same thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Read it. But, but there is... The Handmaid's Tale, which stars um, Peggy Olsen from Mad Men. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you didn't watch Mad Men. God damn it. No, I also don't know. Is this a new movie coming out? Yeah, it's coming out on Hulu. Oh, well, you didn't say that. You just said there's The Handmaid's Tale starring Peggy Olsen. Yeah, you Are guys you got it, right? It? I am. I can't wait. Okay. I'm not going to pay for Hulu. I'm going to steal it because I feel like they would appreciate that. Yeah, they would definitely love that. Right? So you're excited about that? Yeah. Can I have more? Can I have more candy? Are you like, oh, there's only so much candy left? Well, a little bit, but I'm gonna give you a new one. You can try this. Ooh, it's a yellow one, guys. All right, so I'm gonna put my wig over a book I read as well, called Dark Matter, which took me a year to read because I'm a very slow reader, but I'm trying to get better at it. But if you are looking <laughs> for a really Quick read, if you're a quick reader. Um, it's a good page turner, and it is um, it's pretty smart in the way that it breaks down like uh, parallel universes, and could if you make one decision, could it affect, uh, could there be other universes where that decision goes another way, Ooh. and the ramifications of that, it would make a great movie, and I believe that, unfortunately, Roland Emmerich might be the director that's attached to making Oof. it a movie. But uh, it's a great book if you're looking for a quick page turner. And then one other quick one while I'm at quickies is that um, this is going to sound so annoying, but I really just want to say it because um, I just installed an outdoor deck in our condo in Palm Springs. And I know I talk about Palm Springs too much, but... No, you don't. Stop. Um, it's this outdoor flooring that snaps into place like little Legos. And so if you're looking for something like that, great but even if you're not if you're if you're a diy person if you like the idea of doing something yourself because you don't want to pay a contractor five that five hundred thousand dollars to do a small thing just go and browse the website build direct because i'm someone who is a very novice DIYer, and i have been able to check off a lot of things on my list through this company and they look great and i will say that i agree i am not i'm not I try not to 
I usually self like. No, it's not that great. The floor looks fucking great. It looks so fucking good. Um, and it's a lot in uh, thanks to Build Direct because they not only make great product, but when I need it to talk to someone in there, like I customer service is my pet peeve in life. I hate when I can't call a company right. quickly and just say this is my problem and they help me. They were like one click away. They were so kind and so helpful. And um, they really have a widespread of things that they sell. So if you are looking to do something in your home, just check out their website because I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. BuildDirect.com. Okay. So this is my last, first of all, BuildDirect. Snaps. <laughs> yes, Queen. You're welcome. Thank you. Cannot wait to use them. Um, second of all, this is my last one. Because I had other things and I don't care. Uh, but I will say, I wanted to bring it full circle. So there is this actor from Veep, who I don't know if you know, Timothy Simmons. He's Jonah. He is like... Yeah. Yeah. I love Jonah. Everybody loves to hate Jonah. But like at the same time, I feel like if I met this guy at a party, we'd be like buddies, you know? And after the the Meryl Streep thing and people are just like, oh, fucking liberal snowflakes. And my biggest thing was just like, I moved out here when I was fucking 20 years old and I have made my way through a city that's more expensive than a city that you've ever fucking lived in. And I've been okay. And you're trying to say that I'm weak. And like, I've never been able to verbalize that to people that try to come at me as a liberal snowflake. But Timothy Simmons did a great job. And I'm going to read his tweets. One, okay, fuck all this. Stop with this fucking Hollywood elitist. We don't know hardworking hard Americans bullshit. You elected a game show host and Reagan. Yes, there are actors in TV and film, but there are also truck drivers, electricians, carpenters, painters, security guards. So true. Graphic designers, set designers, accountants, assistants, PAs, assistant directors, Welders, prop designers, costumers, dressers, catering, TV and film employee. Um, to top to bottom, a goddamn thing you want to be in the world. Wait, let me read that again. Costumer, dressers, catering, TV and film employee. Top to bottom, any goddamn thing you want to be in the world. Most of which are union jobs. Wages which you can raise uh, a family on. Also this. Uh... Sorry, I'm so... It's okay, I'm with you. All this, and we are one of America's biggest fucking exports. So, mm, that's I guess... That's such a good point. It is. Like, talk about things, like, talk about, like, jobs you think are leaving the country. Fucking, how many movies? Yeah, TV it, shows are made right fucking here. If you really... And everybody from outside of this country wants our shit. Yeah. It's kind of, a, aside from, like... Other technology like Mac and Microsoft and any other sort of like technological thing, we're not biting at the like at the bit for more cars. Nobody's asking us to export cars or steel or anything. Like but they want our shit. Yeah. China's the only fucking country that comes close to us with movie making. Absolutely. And even they're like still want the Transformers seventeen rise of the dick fucks. Yeah. So like the biggest thing that that Timothy's tweets came like struck me as was just like these are people that don't understand like we're not just going to set and suddenly there is some lights and yeah. stuff no there are people that work 12 to 14 the hour majority days are 95 percent yes. we're not sure. angelina jolie you're not angelina jolie no. on monday morning no maybe I, by the sea that angelina maybe jolie, you might be on monday morning but honey childs <laughs> i wake up at 4 45 a.m so I can get to set yes. by 6.30 yes. so I can be at my job. So like, you can fucking watch television shows to get you out of your garbage lives. Yeah. It's true. No, that's what, that's what I, I fucked up everything you just said by saying that. Because you judge me, you're living a garbage life. I'm not judging. No, like, <laughs> that's so counterintuitive. This is what I'm just saying. Every, I just said. And anyway. <laughs> everybody works hard. The biggest, the biggest problem with America is that we're always trying to challenge each other to say who's working harder when what we should be challenging each other on is who's happier and who's more fulfilled 
Well, I don't know if we should be challenging each other, period. Can't we just all coexist? Live? Can I live? <laughs> I was with you until it was like, how do I challenge you? I'm happier than you. <laughs> no, you're right. Like, it shouldn't we be a challenge. We just should be, we should just, we should, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Let's this just fucking live. Crazy. Let's just fucking live. But don't Can tell I me live? I can't. Yeah. My last thought to flip my wig. It's not even a flip wig, but it actually is a little bit of a safety concern for next week. Um, Inauguration Day is going to be something, I think, unprecedented in this country for a number of reasons. I am always one who forecasts probably on the negative side. I think whenever I like, whenever there's a potential for violence, I overworry. And in most cases, it doesn't come true. Right. But I'm going to really overworry for next Friday. I honestly think that everything's going to be fine. I, I hope and believe that, but I'm going to issue a very stern caution. I'm so grateful for every single one of you pers- people who is, uh, persons who is going to be marching next week in the Women's March in D.C. Thank you for being there for me and my feelings and my thoughts. Um, be careful. I think all it takes, I'm going, I mean, we've been very honest tonight. Um, I think that the side that sides with Donald Trump is a vitriolic bunch that probably will not be quiet on that evening if you are in opposition to them. Be aware of them. Be aware of where you are and take care of yourselves because we love you and we believe in what you believe in, but do not get hurt. And, um, and the just, worst thing you could do is get hurt because we won't have health care and we won't have you. Yeah. And that's not okay. We, we really, really, really need you. And, um, just be careful because it's going to be a very uncertain day. Um, and, uh, yeah, outside of that, um, we'll be back next week for book club book club and the following week for our regularly broadcast our post election rundown we might get a full episode worth of scorched earth who knows we'll see we'll see what happens probably um thank you for listening you guys are the fucking best and uh Again, you know our email, you know our Twitter, you know our Facebook. Find us, tell us things, tell us what you're thinking. Rate us, like us on um, Apple, iTunes. the world. And um, have a great week. I love you, Lindsay. I love you, Polly. And we'll see you soon. Bye, Wigs. Bye, Wigs. Bye, Wigs.